welcome to episode 186 of Explode Your Expert Business Show, brought to you by gtex.org.uk. I'm your host, Simone Vincenzi, the expert strategist, and this is the podcast for experts who want to become the ultimate authority in their niche while making an impact in the world. And today I have the pleasure to interview Reshma Jobampuntra on career and transition. But before I introduce Reshma, let me remind you about our incredible program, Monetize Your Speaking Business. If you are a speaker, you want to jump on it. And the reason why is because we, we're going to help you refine your talk. We're going to help you refine your pitch, get gigs, and also become great at monetizing your speaking business. Now, there is a link in the show notes. Remember, we are going only to take 15 people to work privately one-to-one on this incredible program. So jump on it. There is the link in the show notes. Click the link to find out more information and how we help other speakers making five or six figures in their business. Uh, going back to the show, I have the pleasure, as I said, to interview Reshma Jobampuntra. And Reshma have an MBA degree, specialization in entrepreneurship. And she trained with the Coaching Academy. She has worked intensively in Africa, the UK, with some experience in India. And in terms of sectors, she has worked in manufacturing services and now the personal development field. Her style of coaching is a bit positive, warm, pragmatic, open-minded, encouraging, and completely non-judgmental. She's in love with the other thing like public speaking, and she's never been grateful to have an amazing opportunity to speak at some of truly remarkable places like the Supreme Court, the Ministry of Justice, Tesco Champions, and well at Wellington, among others. She speaks also on behalf of charities, but also do many private talks. And she speaks a lot about uh, themes related to career transition, overcoming fear, resilience, on how to find what you're good at, etc. And a lot she loves talking about positive psychology. In this episode, we talk about the different stages of a career transition, what to do at each stage so you know how to navigate your career transition, and also how to you will walk away knowing that career transition in the way that you want, it is absolutely possible. And the reason why we talked about career in Explode Your Expert Business Show is because as an expert, you can decide. Do you want to use your expertise in a job or create your own business? There is no right or wrong here. If you want to do it in a job, then this episode is absolutely for you because you can find great employment. They pay you your worth for doing what you love. To read a full interview, uh, transcript, and also watch the video, you can check uh, our website, which is www.gtex.org.uk forward slash 186 and also you can connect here in the show notes uh, uh, on, with Reshma through her social media links. Again, remember that uh, we are running, we have only 15 places for our monetize your speaking business uh, uh, training. So check it out uh, in uh, the show notes and I'm looking forward to working together. But in the meanwhile, enjoy career transition with the Reshma Chobampuntra. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another incredible episode of Explode Your Expert Business Show. I'm here with the one and only today, Reshma Jobamputra. How are you doing, Reshma? 
I'm very well, thank you, Simone. Very well. Very excited to be here. Fantastic. I'm excited about this interview because we, we are going to talk about career transition. We are going to talk about career change and amazing work that you do in in this field. Um, but before we get into some more like strategies and tips and tools, uh, why did you get passionate about this? What's your story? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for that question. The reason why I'm so passionate about this is that for 13 years, I did something which, you know, maybe a lot of people would look at and they'd say, wow, you're so lucky. And from the outside, I'm sure that it looked like I had the best job in the world. So for 13 years, I stayed at that. I always knew it wasn't for me. What, what job was that? So I was working, actually, I was working in Africa. I was working for the family business. We manufacture water treatment chemicals. Mm -hmm. And um, I just knew it wasn't for me. I just knew it wasn't for me and I was not for that. Uh, so, but 13 years I continued and finally I had to leave because uh, one day I looked at the mirror and I didn't recognize the person looking back at me. And that was the turning point. I realized that I had to go, otherwise something worse would have happened to me. Right. And that, that, that began, began my career transition journey. Um, but why I'm so passionate about this is two reasons. When I started my journey, it was one of the most exciting, but also one of the scariest things I've ever been through. Mm -hmm. Anybody that transitions, I'm sure that when you transition, you had very similar feelings as well. Yeah. And um, I wish there had been somebody there. I wish that there had been somebody there to help me through it, you know, to help me through the really low points, but also to celebrate those triumphs with me. And just somebody there to say, you know what, you're on the right track, just a pat on the back, just, just this reassurance and really helping me get through it. The second reason is that I know what it feels like. I know the agony of being trapped at a job that that's not for you, that you hate, or it's not for you. But I also know the joy of doing something that you truly love, which is what I do now. And I really want people to experience that. Uh, I'm curious to hear what was your career transition because you said it, so you were working in the family business. Yes. Um, and then, so then what happened next? What kind of job did you find, uh, did you find okay. later? What was your so, journey? So, you know, what happened is that, yes, I, I got to that very low point and then I, I decided to leave, uh, as I mentioned, but that was just the beginning of a whole new journey. Because I didn't have anybody with me, so there were a lot of, there was this big relief of, okay, uh, you know, that part of it is done, but there was also this feeling of that that was all I knew. So there were times when yeah. I craved to actually go back to that, which was so surprising. Um, but it was initially, I tried to keep thinking, and that was a big mistake. I kept trying to figure it out, because when I kept trying to figure it out, I kept thinking about things which were very similar to what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And of course, when you look back on it and logic tells you if you're doing something that makes you unhappy, doing something very similar is not going to be <laughs> It's not the smartest choice. No. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But that was the rational part. That was the logical part. Yeah. And I realized I wasn't, I was getting frustrated because this was three, four months afterwards. I still had no idea what I wanted to do. And uh, one day I gave, uh, you know, a cousin of mine got married and she said that, would you mind giving a speech for me? 
And I said, yeah, I don't mind at all. And it was when I did that and the feedback from that, but that feeling of getting up on stage and being able to, you know, being able to show people what's so wonderful about her, about my cousin and, you know, wishing them all the best and really being able to highlight her as a person. I realized this is it. This is what I want to do. Uh, then, of course, I didn't know any further than that. So I went to a career counselor and I said to her, what should I do? Mm. And she said, okay, uh, let's think about this. I think she was quite taken aback because I don't think she has many people coming up to her and saying that I want to be a speaker. So <laughs> she said, okay, let's think about this. And she was the one who came up with life coach. That was the mm. first time I even heard that term. I didn't even know that the, it existed and then from there, I, I took it up and I qualified. Uh, so now I'm a qualified coach. And um, yeah, I'm a career transition coach. That, that's so fascinating. In particular, it reminded me of when I left my career in catering industry. Um, right. I mean, I, I was pretty young. I was 22. Um, but I started working when I was 14. So I already had an eight-year career at the age of 22. And uh, uh, I, because I didn't go to uni and I quit it very soon uh, at school, I was didn't study at all. The only thing I could do was work in a restaurant. And I remember that when I looked for the next step, I was like, what am I going to do? That's the only thing I'm, I know how to do. I don't want to go back and study and get a qualification and spend another five years to learn something. Uh, before I earn some money. So um, I can definitely relate with it. And I'm sure there are a lot of other people that are listening right now that are relating to it. Now, I, I know that this podcast mainly is about business owners and it's a mm -hmm. called Explode Your Expert Business. But what I want you to understand, uh, if you're listening right now, is that you can be an expert even if you are in, in a job, even if you are in a career. Because uh, then uh, there are two paths that you can have as an expert. One is to create your own business, and we have a lot of episodes around it. Or the other option is actually not to have your own business and still practice your expertise, still become known in the marketplace uh, as one of the top, but you're just doing it in a company without, instead of funding your own company. So th that's why this episode is very relevant. And it also brings a bit of fresh air for those people that are saying, well, I don't know if I actually want to start a business. I know I'm really good at this, but I might want to work in a job. So um, what kind of, uh, from your experience and the work that you do with your clients, if someone wants to become known in their field of expertise in, a, in the corporate space or in, for other organizations, what would be the best way to actually find the job that actually helps them also build that expertise and develop that expertise? Thank you for that, Simone. And uh, it's, you know what, when I say it, people are going to probably be going, oh, did I listen to this interview just to hear that word? But actually the word is ask. So, Transitioning, just as you mentioned, means can mean somebody who wants to still stay where they are or still stay in the field that they are, but they want to transition to something else that speaks more to them. Mm -hmm. Of course, transitioning also means moving upwards, moving upwards within your own organization. And I have a lot of people that come to me and say that, you know, I really want to show that I'm, I'm senior management material now. I want to stand out in their eyes. But can you tell me what I should do? I said, you should ask them, not me. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Honestly, it's as simple as that sometimes. Yeah. It's, it's knowing what, 
it's knowing what you know the the boss wants or it's when you go to an interview it's so important to ask look what do you expect of me because then you know exactly what you're getting into for business owners when you speak to a customer what do you want from me if i can't tell you they can um you know so so that's that's i found that very helpful for my clients absolutely uh, they have they have the answer they can tell you what is that uh, the path that you need to follow what is that is important for them because i'm assuming that uh, for every organization what they believe is important for them might be slightly different am i correct absolutely absolutely and you know just showing that enthusiasm just going up to them and saying you know what i'm here what do you need from me that just makes such a big difference because there's very few people who do that so that enthusiasm and that attitude really marks you out as somebody exceptional yeah um and this is a, even if you're a business owner and you're having your own business that's the same ask your clients ask exactly what, exactly ask them what is that you want from me what is that is important that what is that I can give you and then they will give you the answer and the, the only thing you need to do now is to be able to deliver to that point <laughs> Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, but now, let's look at the scenario of someone transitioning to another career. Now, mm-hmm. they need to change career and they still want to maintain, a, they want to have a good position. They are already good, they have already an expertise, they've already worked for many years in that field. Uh, how can they find the right place which pays them well and also helps them again being established in that industry. Do you have any any idea or any tips for that? Absolutely, Simone. I think again that's a very common fear. A lot of it is to do with, you know, somebody like you were mentioning 8 years you worked in the catering business. You were working for a a Michelin star restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you were the maitre d' there. That's a very high position. Then from that to go to something else, the if you wanted to stay, you know, even a different industry, the fear is always going to be what did I do all of that for? you know i'm going to lose my entire expertise do i have to start all the way from the bottom again yeah, yeah. the answer is no the answer is no the reason why is that there are two types of skills two main types of skills one is the technical so if i'm an engineer and i have technical skills which mark me out as being an engineer mm-hmm. so that is something that i have learned about but there are a lot of other skills as well which are not technical the either the people or work oriented skills i may be a very good organizer i may be a very good team leader yeah. i may be i may be a very good problem solver so think outside the box write down all of your skills and you'll see what um what an attractive prospect you actually are for other employers so um let's go down let's drill down a bit this process it sounds really interesting um is there something else so you're saying uh, write down all your skills can you explain if you were to work with a client how would you map this process out please sure i can give a brief idea so there are certain things that you know the client can do themselves which is really to think about it what you know to think take the day apart what do i do from morning to evening write it out and then look at it that okay what are my skill sets in this what am i using as a skill not the technical job the skill itself another thing to do is to ask your friends but to ask them in a way that so you ask your friends you know 
what do you think I'm good at? Your friends may some say something to you like, you know, Simone, whenever I need advice about something, you're the guy I come to because I know I can speak to you. That will give you a lot of clues about what you're really good at. Because if you're good at advising, most likely you're a very good listener. Mm-hmm. You're present. You're a very good listener. You're present. You're a good problem solver. And you're also very good at taking that particular person's interest into account. So your empathy levels are very high. So just that one sentence gives you a clue at all the things that you're good at. Right. And uh, another way, just again, it's a very interesting way I feel is, imagine you were going to start a project with your friends. Uh, Let's say starting a restaurant. So what are you naturally drawn to? If you're starting a restaurant with your friends, are you are you attracted to doing front of house? Are you attracted to doing the business element? Are you attracted to being in the kitchen and you know whipping up all of these dishes? <laughs> what what is it that attracts you? Because again, that will give you a very very good idea that this is where my skill set actually is strongest, and this is where my natural knack is. Ah, uh, that, that's so good. Uh, this is an exercise that uh, is a uh, so powerful um i did something similar uh, on a business level and now i can see now i can relate on a career level uh when asking uh, for example when looking on my personal brand and uh, looking at the things that i was good at in particular at the early stages when i got uh, coaches helping me out uh, when i hired my first coach actually that was an exercise that helped me massively to understand myself better and the, the better we understand ourselves, then the more we can also find what is that is in a more in alignment with us. Um, exactly, exactly. So now we looked at the uh, what are we going to do if we want to find a position. But let's say someone is uh, like hates where they are. And uh, maybe they've been in the business that they understood is not the right business for them, but it kind of they got sucked up into that, or a job in the same. And now they want to completely change industry. Now they went to coaches, they went to career counselors, they 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 went to people helping them out, and now they've realized, I got to do something different. I got to completely change my life. Like for example, it happened to me when. I, when I went from restaurant, and it's not that I didn't like restaurant, actually I still loved the restaurant, but I found something that I loved even more. But I didn't have a clue about how to become a coach, how to become a speaker at that time. And there are people that are transitioning career and they want to start something completely new. What is the best advice that you can give in that situation? The best advice is, first, forget everything you know. That's the first thing. Forget everything. So tell me more about that. <laughs> That's so Tell me more. The thing is that we're a product of our skills. We're a product of, you know, we're a product of what we've done for so long because that comes to us as second nature. Yeah. And we dwell on that so much. So, you know, I read this somewhere, which I thought was a very funny description, that a CV is basically things that I don't want to do anymore. So throw that away. You know, throw, forget about what you've done in the past. This is now about your future. Right. So think with a completely fresh mind. Come in with no preconceptions and let go of the fears. I think some of the most difficult things, especially in business, and I relate to this so much as a business owner as well, is these fears that come up. You know, that if if I 
if I withdraw from this business, does it mean what are people going to say? You know, the fear of failure, the fear of appearing not to be a success in other people's you know eyes or whatever. Yeah. And the thing is that you know it happens to everybody, and the simple answer is you're the only person who has to live your life, not them. And these are going to be the same people when you're really successful in another business who are saying, you know what, Simone, I always knew, I always <laughs> knew that this is what you're going to be good at. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me there? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> people are like that, you know. People are like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. So, what what kind of fears you you mentioned fears? Uh, what kind of fears are the most common from the people that you work with um, it, during this period of transition of doing something completely new, completely different? It tends to be fear of the unknown, and which also encompasses fear of failure. So fear of failure in terms of what if I don't get another job? What will I do then? What if I end up in a job which is even worse than what I'm doing right now? Right. What then? Um, so these are some, what about, uh, you know, yeah, what, you know, all of my friends are in this industry because as business owners, for example, your friends tend to be other business owners. Mm -hmm. If you're an engineer, your friends tend to be other engineers. So. I'm going to lose all of my friends. Hmm. So, you know, these are some very, very common fears which are out there. So the best thing I think that to deal with those particular fears is, first of all, changing your career is not a life sentence. You know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Okay, come back. You know, it's, it's not that you are now forever banned from going back into that career that you were actually in originally. Take it as, you know, one year, one year, it works, it works, doesn't work, doesn't work, okay. It's not a life sentence, it's not that you will now forever be, uh, you know, punished into staying in another career for the life. Police are going to come and arrest you if you do that, you know. Yeah. So, is that, what I'm hearing you saying is about having, like, the flexibility to say, hey, let me give it a go. Um, exactly. Would you suggest to have a, like a contingency plan? Because there are two kind of theories, right? There is the theory of, you know, burn the ships, uh, don't look back, uh, only one way forward. And then there is also the theory of saying, and a way of thinking, say, okay, you know what, have also plan B, because maybe plan A is not going to work, at least you can fall back on plan B. Where do you stand? What's your belief around that? So I think that's a very good question. I think you can... Burn your bridges as long as you're sure that you're on shore and you're not in the middle of the lake. So <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love this. I absolutely love this. <laughs> if you're on solid ground, burn the bridges. But yeah. so yeah, like look, you know, everybody has obligations. There are people with families, or we have mortgages, or we have we have all of these financial obligations, we have other social obligations. Be, you know, be prudent, make sure that you have some savings there and make sure that those are savings that you're, you know, you're happy that, look, worse comes to worse, if I lose it, I lose it. I'm okay with that. Mm. But obviously keep something there so that you're going to be comfortable and, you know, take into account, accept the fact that maybe you won't be able to live the life you were living before for a few months, you know. Uh, maybe it means not eating out 
two, three times a week, whatever it is, um, you know, there are ways to cut back and there are ways in a sharing economy, rent out a room in your house, you know, Airbnb, everybody can do that these days. I mean, there's yeah. so many ideas like that. So as, as long as your finances are okay, emotional well-being is okay, burn the bridges. I like I like that. It's about doing things with. Uh, it's, it's about making sure you don't uh, put yourself and your family, if you have a family, in uh, too much trouble. Exactly. Uh, while you are building and while you are transitioning, because remember, this is the key word: is a transition period. And yeah. uh, maybe exactly. if you think about how long it took you to build the first career that you had. That might take a, probably the same time to build the next career. Maybe a bit less because you have more experience and you have more life experience. But there is going to be still a time where you're getting yourself known for something. And it might take three years. It might take four years. It might take five years. It might take a year. We don't know. Uh, every person has a different journey. But make sure you are prepared. It's a resume suggesting. Make sure you are prepared for it. So then, uh, you know, best case scenario, everything worse. Worst case scenario, you still have a food over your a roof over your head and food on your belly <laughs> for you and your family. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Awesome. Now I want to get to the point uh, where we are talking about lifting the veil now, mm-hmm. uh, and this part uh, is the part of the interview where I ask all my guests, uh, "What is something like a tool or a strategy or maybe a, a, a habit that they have or a book that they have discovered that they've read recently or an app that they use?" which uh, makes a difference in their lives, uh, in their business. So what is that thing for you at the moment? For me at the moment, I have to say that it may again seem very simple, but I feel it has changed a lot for me. Now, I've not done NLP before, but I heard this from somebody who has done NLP recently, and they said there is no failure, there's only feedback. Mm-hmm. And that has made such a big difference because when you do start your own business, you have to be ready that maybe you're going to have to call a hundred people on the phone, you know, and say that, look, would you like me to come and speak for you or yeah. whatever it is, you know, out of those hundred ninety-five, we say, no, that's not failure. Mm-hmm. That's only feedback. So don't, don't take it to heart. It's nothing to do with you. It's, it's feedback. Maybe they're in the not in the right place. Oh, what you're, you know, what you're offering is not right for them. Whatever it is, that's only feedback. It's not failure. And how do you, when you apply this to yourself, um, how do you distill the feedback? Do you have like a process or a mental process or something or an exercise that you do to be able to separate actually and to distill the feedback that you're getting? I don't have an exact exercise Simone, but what I do do is that I will always ask. I'll always ask that, you know, okay, fine, no problem, but out of curiosity, could you please tell me why? Mm-hmm. And most people will tell you why. Yes. yes. And you can really use that. And, you know, sometimes it will be, the first few times it might be quite uncomfortable because when someone says no, most of the first thing you, you want to do is just close the call and say, okay, goodbye. <laughs> so that you don't want even to say, okay, tell me why not. Like, put, give me a bit more pain right now, please. Uh, but that's how you get better. That's how you get better. Exactly. That's and you, you may better. learn that it's nothing to do with you. It could just be something to do with them, you know? Yeah. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's uh, fun. Absolutely. 
So now we, we are almost uh, at the end of our interview, Reshma. I absolutely loved it. Now you are uh, one of our awesome Lifetime members. And uh, what I would love to ask you, what was the reason why that made you join the Lifetime membership? What, what was your journey there? For me, I think it was, I love the title of GTEx, growing together exponentially. I just love this you know, the idea and the community that we're all together, we're all for each other, and we're all going to be successful and we're going to do it together. Yeah. Uh, we, we're so supportive. If anybody has a tip about something and it's not for them, they'll tell another person that, you know what, this person wanted to do this, but I can't, but I think you can. So supportive. And I think as a business owner, you really do need that. Uh, a lot of people who may be working somewhere, one of the things that happens is, um, you know, like the MapList ad says, that it's great to have nobody to answer to, but not so great to have nobody to talk to. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. And it's a really possible. The value you get is incredible. It's just seriously incredible. The tools, the value. Like, honestly, I cannot say enough about it. Honestly, genuinely. Oh, well, thank you very much. And uh, if you're listening right now, and uh, you can scroll in the description of the podcast, and there is a, a, a link where you can book a call with our team and see how we can work together, how can you become part of our GTEx family. Um, now, it's time to wrap up this interview. Thank you very much, Reshma. Uh, for people that said, oh my God, I really loved your energy. I really loved what you share. I'm in a period of transition or I would love to follow you and see your content that you put out there, uh, where can people find you? Absolutely, Simone. So they can get me on Facebook. Um, just type in my name and I'll come up. My name is R-E-S-H-M-A Reshma, surname Joban Putra, J-O-B-A-N-P-U-T-R-A. Same name on LinkedIn. Um, or just email me directly. What are all these formalities for? Just email me directly. <laughs> So <laughs> that's Reshma at Iridium, I-R-I-D-I-U-M, lifecoaching.com. So Reshma at uh, Iridium, lifecoaching.com. And immediately you can ask Reshma any question. And also if you're interested in working with her, if you need uh, some support in your transition, uh, in your career transition, maybe you are transitioning from a career to a business, then Reshma is the right person for you. Rashma, thank you very much for being part of our community. Thank you for being here with me today, with this interview. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, Simona. I've enjoyed it so much as well. Thank oh, you. That, that's brilliant to hear. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for being with us today. Uh, what I would love to hear is what was your biggest learning from this interview that we did with Reshma. So go down to the review button on iTunes. Uh, give us, of course, a five-star reviews. And then let us know what is that you enjoyed the most. What was your biggest takeaway? The more reviews we get, the more people will know about this show. So if there is one thing you can do for us, if you enjoy the content, we put a lot of work to find the right people, to get the right editing, the right formatting and everything, then it will mean a word, the word to us. So thank you very much for all your support and subscribe as well if you haven't subscribed. I'll see you next episode and remember that together we grow exponentially. Ciao!